You're listening to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 95, Is Our Healthcare System Broken? Welcome to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. This is the podcast for nurses who know that to take care of your patients and your family, first, you need to take care of yourself. If you're ready to create a balanced, beautiful, and bold life, you're in the right place. Hey gang, how's it going my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. I love getting to come talk to you guys. I love getting to talk to you guys all the time. Whether it's on the podcast or on social media, on Instagram, it's so fun. I had someone write me the other day on Instagram and ask me some questions. She was graduating from nursing school soon and thinking about the NCLEX and moving. You'll know who you are, my friend. You said you're a podcast listener. So thank you for reaching out to me. I love getting to respond to your direct messages on Instagram, your emails. It's so fun to get to talk to you guys. And so I wanted to connect with you even more. And I decided I've offered webinars in the past. I do webinars every now and then, but I wanted to do something different than I've ever done before. And I am super excited about it. I want to invite you guys to a live public coaching call. It's going to be so fun. So what we're going to do is it's a Zoom call. I know people are more familiar with Zoom now these days, right? So I'm going to invite you to a Zoom call with me where I will teach a little bit. I'm going to teach you the main tool that I use in Bold Nurse Society and I use with all my coaching clients. I'm going to teach you that tool. And then we're going to spend most of the time just doing some coaching. So you can bring me your real life situations whether it's something going on in your job or something at home in a relationship, anything goes, anything you're struggling with, you want some help on, something that's stressing you out. Maybe it's a relationship with a manager or a coworker, or maybe you're feeling a lot of self-doubt and overwhelm and anxiety. Anything goes. So whatever is going on for you, I want you to bring it to this live public coaching call and I will coach you on it. So you can just type it in to the Q&A. You're not going to have to get on camera or anything like that. So you can come in your sweats. You can come with your hair messy. You can lay in bed with the lights off if you're a night shifter and you're like, this is when I want to be sleeping, <laughs> but I don't want to miss out on this call. Whatever works for you, but you can just come and listen in and hear people get coached because you'll probably relate to a lot of the things they're getting help with. Or you can bring me your personal real life situations. So it's going to be super fun. I can't wait for it. Like I said, this is my first time ever offering this. So I am pumped for it. So to register, go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash webinar, and you can sign up for it. Okay, thrivingnurse.com forward slash webinar, sign up for it right there. And we are going to have an awesome time. I can't wait. So can't wait to see you guys there. But today I want to talk to you guys about this idea that our healthcare system is broken. I've heard people say that a lot. I think especially right now with COVID and the pandemic and everything going on, our healthcare system has been in the spotlight for a while now. And so people have lots of opinions about it. 
But even before COVID, people would say that. They would say, our healthcare system's broken. Whether it was people who had been patients in the healthcare system or who had worked in the healthcare system. But I find that to be a really interesting thing to say. And I want to talk to you about that mindset. So what I've seen, especially with nurses or people in the medical field, when they think the healthcare system is broken, they respond to that thought in one of these three ways. I kind of broke it down into these three different categories. So the first way is they try to fix it, right? Like that's something when something's broken, that's usually our first tendency is like, well, I want to fix it. I want to make it so it's not broken. I want it to work the way it should. So my daughter, Evelyn, she loves to read. We have so many books. And that girl, though she loves books, she is very hard on her books. They get ripped up all the time. She's getting better now that she's getting older. But especially when she was young, she could reach out of her crib and pick up books from the floor and I'd come in after her nap and the book would just be in shreds in the crib. And so for a while, I would try to repair the books. I am really good at taping up books now. I've had a lot of practice with it. So I would take the book, try to patch it up the best I could, usually because I knew it was a book either she loved or I loved it because we had had so many you know, fun times sitting there reading it together. And so I couldn't bear to throw it away. I wanted to fix it. And so I would tape up the book. So some of us think about the healthcare system that way. We're like, it's broken, but I want to fix it. It's important to me. It matters, right? So if you're someone who thinks about it that way, I'm totally cool with that. I think that's great. If that thought, the healthcare system's broken, and then your follow-up thought is, and I'm going to fix it, I'm going to do something about it, I want to help, then perfect. You probably don't even need to listen to this podcast episode. But if you don't fall into that category, maybe you fall into one of these other two. Okay, so the second one is something's broken, and we think it's past hope. So some of my daughter's books have reached that point where they have been taped too many times. There is more tape than paper (laughs) holding the book together. And it disrupts the story sometimes even. Like she has this one Curious George book that she has ripped so much and there are missing pages from it that as we're reading, I have to try to remember what the story was so I can fill in the gaps. (laughs) And eventually with this book, it got to the point where I was like, okay, It's not even worth it. We can't even really read the story. It's falling apart. It's time to throw it out. And some nurses get to this point with the healthcare system. They're like, I tried to fix it. I'm tired of trying to fix it. It's past hope. And so they leave the nursing profession. So I think this happens when we've been trying and trying to fix it and we're getting exhausted Or we realize that once we solve one problem, we create new problems. And so that's really discouraging. Or maybe it's just not following our timeline, right? We're like, I've been working at this for a long time. It should be happening faster. And we just think, you know, there's no point in sticking around for it because maybe some changes can happen, but it's going way too slow. So maybe you fall into that category. But my guess is that most of you fall into this last one where 
it's broken or we think it's broken and we're saddened by that. Like we don't want it to be broken. We want to help it, but we also feel kind of discouraged and maybe we're losing trust in it. And so this one didn't really fall into my book analogy. So I want to give you another analogy to show how this one works out. So my son, my eight-month-old, you guys, broke his tibia, fractured his tibia a couple weeks ago. I don't want to throw my husband under the bus because he feels really bad about it. (laughs) But he slipped on some steps, my husband did, while he was holding Eli. And the way they landed, he ended up fracturing Eli's tibia. And we took him into urgent care. You know, they took care of him and put a little splint on him that he's been wearing for a couple weeks now. And he's doing totally fine. Doesn't really even seem very bothered by it. But when we have a break like that, when something is broken, then we try to be really careful with it. And we try not to use it very much, right? Like, My son, I'll notice he'll favor his right leg. He'll stand up at the side of his crib, but he won't put any weight on his left leg. He puts all the weight on his right leg because he knows that the left leg isn't going to support him, right? So maybe it's painful to stand on it. He doesn't really trust that leg, that it can bear the weight. And so we tend to not use it to its full extent and we tend to not trust it. And so I think that's where some of us are with the healthcare system. We're like, you know what? It's struggling. There are a lot of problems. I don't know if I can really trust it. So maybe we see some of our patients who don't trust the healthcare system stop using it, right? They don't want to come in and get help anymore because they think it's not going to help me. But as nurses, when we don't trust it, we kind of turn our back on it a little bit. We're like, I'm just going to go get the things done that I can and then be done with it, right? So we don't give it our full attention. We don't give it our full support or trust. So I personally don't think either of these last two ways of thinking about the healthcare system are useful. Like I said, if you think it's broken and you're passionate about fixing it and it drives you to action, I think that's great. But if you think it's broken and it's past hope, So you're just giving up on it or you think it's broken and you're kind of saddened and discouraged and not really wanting to put your attention on it, then that's not super useful, right? So today I want to give you some different ways to think about it. So the first thing I want to offer to you is that maybe the healthcare system isn't broken at all. That might sound crazy to you. I know a lot of us have evidence to prove that the healthcare system is broken. We're like, I keep seeing the same patients over and over again. I'm not curing them. I'm not helping them, right? So we think it's not working. Whatever I'm doing isn't working. Our system is flawed because people just keep coming back. You hear people talk about the revolving door, right? And so that's some evidence we've collected to prove that the healthcare system isn't working. We think, you know, I see all these health disparities between different populations. Maybe low-income people aren't getting the same quality of care as other people, or different racial groups aren't getting the same quality care, or LGBTQ people aren't getting the same quality care. So we see these health disparities and we're like, see, the system is broken. 
or we see issues with insurance or staffing or just all kinds of things we've been looking to prove that it's broken. So we think we have a pretty solid case, right? But I'm not going to agree with you on that one because the healthcare system being broken is not a fact. No matter how many of these things you pull out, all this evidence you try to give me, that's just your opinion. And like I said, for me, thinking about it that way doesn't serve me. It doesn't help me take action. It kind of drains my energy because I'm not one of those people who get super passionate when I think it's broken. I'm like, that sounds exhausting to keep trying to fix it, like too big of a job. And I don't think it's true. Okay, I think our healthcare system is working perfectly. It's working exactly how we designed it. So when something's broken, it's because it's malfunctioning, right? Like if I have a phone and it's supposed to call people and take pictures and connect to the internet and I'm supposed to be able to use all these apps, if it's not doing one of those things, then I would say my phone is broken. It's malfunctioning. But if I had a little flip phone and it wasn't connecting to the internet or letting me put apps on it, I wouldn't say the phone's broken, right? Because a flip phone wasn't designed to do those things. It doesn't have those capabilities. So that flip phone could be working exactly how it was designed and not be doing the things I want it to do. So that's how I think of our healthcare system. It's not broken. It's working exactly how we designed it. But maybe we want to make some tweaks. Maybe we want to add some different features. Maybe we're experiencing the flip phone version of a healthcare system. And what we want is an iPhone. So we've got to make some adjustments to get there. But the flip phone isn't broken. It's doing exactly what we told it to do. But now we just need to refine it and add some different features. Okay, so for me, it helps to think of it a little bit differently, to think of it that way. Instead of it being broken, it's like, no, it's not broken at all. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to. But maybe we can redirect from this thought of it being broken at all. So another option for how to think about it is our healthcare system exists. And it even helps people sometimes. So going to something totally neutral like that, like our healthcare system exists. Like, I'm not really making judgments about it in that first part. But if I think about that, I'm actually kind of grateful it exists. I'm actually really grateful it exists. Compared to so many places in the world, we have so many more resources. Our healthcare system is so much bigger. There's so many more options for treatment, for care, for specialists. We've got a pretty amazing healthcare system. So when I just think about it even existing, then I start to go in that direction. I'm like, actually, I'm kind of grateful it exists because without it, I think we'd be a lot more lost. But then when I add this last part and it even helps some people, then it's like, yeah, it does help some people. It's not broken, right? It's helping some people. It's not helping everyone. I know my brain's going to reject that if I try to tell me our healthcare system is perfect for everyone. My brain's going to be like, no. But it does help some people. And that's pretty cool. Like some of our patients 
Many, in fact, are helped by the care they receive. Some of them are cured. And even if they're not cured, many experience better symptom management. I personally have been helped by the healthcare system. Have you ever gone to the doctor and gotten some treatment and felt better? Maybe you got some antibiotics. Maybe you had some tests done that gave you some really useful information. So the healthcare system has probably helped you and it helps other people too. Okay? So we're really fortunate that our healthcare system even exists and it also helps people sometimes. So that's pretty cool. Now, the next step we could take it to is our healthcare system is evolving. Now, let's think about evolution for a second. I remember when I learned about evolution back in middle school, the example they used was with giraffes. So that's where my brain wanted to go. I was like, giraffes have evolved to have these super long necks. And I was curious how long it takes something to evolve. Now, I didn't find exactly for giraffes how long it took them to get their long necks, but it said on Google, which is the infinite source of wisdom and knowledge, that it takes about a million years for a major change to evolve and to persist for a species. A million years. So our healthcare system is evolving And when something evolves, it's becoming better suited to survive in its environment, right? And our healthcare system is evolving to not only survive, but to serve us more effectively. But it might take a while. I think sometimes we get discouraged because we're like, it's evolving so slowly. But compared to animals, it's evolving really fast. Think of all the changes in the last 10 years that have happened in the healthcare system in the last year. So when we think it's happening really slowly, that's because we're comparing it to this imaginary timeline we have when the timeline could be a lot different. Like if we were comparing it to how long it takes animals to evolve a million years, then all of a sudden the healthcare evolution looks pretty good, right? Now, going back to giraffes, Giraffes have evolved and gotten their long necks, one, because the, the animals, the giraffes that had the longer necks could reach up higher in the trees, right? So they could get food that other animals couldn't get, and that helped them survive. But the other thing that caused giraffes to evolve and have their long necks is that in order to prove their strength, the male giraffes would bang their necks against each other. And so the giraffe with the stronger neck would win and the weaker neck giraffe would often get an injury or even die from the trauma. And so the stronger neck giraffe could breed and pass on those strong neck genes, which could support a longer neck, right? And so over millions of years, giraffes evolved to have these long necks, but it took a lot of time And it helped them become suited to their environment through this process of natural selection. And our healthcare system is also going through natural selection in different ways. We try out different policies or different ways of doing things. We try out different technology. We try out 
different systems and approaches. And the ones that survive are the ones that serve people the best. And it takes a little while, right, for everyone else to adapt, just like it took a long time for those shorter neck giraffes to die out and to not keep passing down their short neck genes. Our healthcare system is going to take a little while for it to evolve, for people to see like, oh, that worked really well in that case. They're doing something different over there. Maybe we want to try that out over here. So we need to be patient with it, but we are evolving. And as we do, our system will be better suited to serve our society. Now, the last way I want to look at it and talk to you about is that our healthcare system isn't weak. It's not broken. It's actually getting stronger. So like I talked about with my son, Eli, his fracture, when we think something's broken, we take the pressure off. We don't want to put more weight on it, right? But that's not what's happening to our healthcare system. Our healthcare system is getting more weight, more pressure. So think of COVID. That added a lot of weight to our healthcare system. And sometimes it feels like we're someone at the gym doing like some heavy lifting and we are quivering under the pressure. I don't do a lot of heavy lifting. I just do little weights sometimes for my arms or whatever. But my husband, when he's bench pressing, he's trying to max out what he can handle. And so as he, you know, pushes up and is holding the bar above his head, he's like quivering. His arms are shaking and he's breathing really heavy. It's a struggle. And afterwards, after you have that intense workout, you're really sore. It doesn't feel great, right? You need some time to recover and you're constantly reminded of the pain. And I think that is what COVID is like for us right now. We're quivering under the pressure. We're sore. We're tired. But we are getting stronger. And that weight is a lot for our healthcare system to lift. And so as we talked about with evolution before, how evolution happens really slow, but the more pressure we put on it, the faster it can happen, the faster we can build up that strength. And so that's what we're doing right now. We're getting stronger individually as nurses. It's going to take a lot more to shake us right? Like we can handle heavier patient loads. We can handle more stress than we could a year ago, right? As management, you can handle a lot more as a manager now. I've got a good friend who's a manager and I'm always telling her like, think what an incredible manager you're going to be because you went through this pandemic. You led a team through a pandemic. That's pretty awesome. And she's just getting started in her management career. So with this being the very beginning of it, she's going to do amazing as she continues on. And our healthcare system is getting strengthened as well. So this pressure is causing us to make changes that are going to last forever, that are pushing us further down the line. We're getting closer from being that little flip phone to becoming the iPhone version. New features new capabilities, 
And we're going to be able to serve all the world, all people so much better. So while yes, there are disparities, while yes, we want to improve patient outcomes, we're getting closer. We just got to keep going. So that's how I like to look at it. I don't think our healthcare system's broken. I think it's evolving and getting strengthened. And I'm excited to be part of it. And I am so glad you are all a part of it with me. So thanks for hanging out. I want to remind you, we've got that live public coaching call coming up. So if you want to register, go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash webinar to grab your spot. So it's going to be super fun, super helpful to you, even if you don't personally get coached, to hear other people get coached is so powerful. And I'm sure so many of the situations are going to apply to your life. So either come and just listen in or bring your own questions. If you have something you're struggling with in your life, if you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, just kind of stuck, and you want some guidance on anything nursing related or otherwise, bring it to this live coaching call and I will take care of you. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Mm -hmm.